0: Teal Talk Radio, Season Seven, Episode Five. Welcome to Season Seven, Episode Five of Teal Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Cuny Hatton,
1: and I'm Randy Zigandfoos. Today, we're speaking with Brad Starns, Superintendent at Wabunsee USD 329 in Kansas. Brad was also recently named by Franklin Covey Education as a Leader in Me Community Champion in recognition of his impressive work. As the first Leader in Me District in Kansas, Wabunsee has seen the benefits firsthand. The process helps them get kids ready to come to school and learn, forming the foundation for every achievement thereafter.
0: So welcome to the podcast, Brad.
1: Hey,
2: thank you, Randy and Lynn. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Great. So let's get the conversation started with a story about what brought you to the work of leadership and the leader in me model. And just a little background for you, Brad, and maybe our listeners remember that um, in Salisbury Township School District, we do have our elementary school, uh, Salisbury Elementary School, which is a leader in me school. So K to four learners in that building. So looking forward to this conversation. What brought you to the work, Brad?
2: Great. That's awesome to hear. Um, well, initially, like uh, a lot of things, uh, I stumbled into it. Um, this was a uh, falling forward moment. I was invited uh, as a favor by our elementary principal, and our school sh- social worker, uh, to attend a Franklin Covey uh, Symposium in Kansas City. And uh, during that time, sat there and I saw what these kids were doing and I was just totally overwhelmed. Uh, just it was like, how did they get the kids to do this? What are they doing? They greeted me. They shook my hand. They looked me in the eyes. They showed me their leadership notebooks where they'd set and tracked academic and social goals. And you could just tell that they had gotten it. And I kept thinking throughout the whole process, I wish my own kids would have had this training in process. Um, the other thing that uh, with the leader and me model was that the, our State Department of Ed, Uh, They required us uh, beyond the the two years of graduation to measure how our students were being successful or effective. And that success effective rate was based upon when they left, uh, they graduated, they'd received an industry certification, whether that being plumbing, electrical, HVAC, et cetera, or had a degree, associates, or other some type of a degree. And uh, then they also measured our graduation rate, which we met that criteria. Uh, very high, we were 99%, but only 40% of our grads uh, have met one of the uh, KSTE standards. So that was a real concern for us. And our thought process was, like uh, most schools, we'd academically prepared our students to do okay and be ready for college, because our ACT test scores indicated that we were above uh, the uh, state and national averages and doing well there. Uh, but the low success effective rates uh, showed us that we hadn't really prepared them for the uh, emotional, social, mental health realm. So uh, then with that, our students, uh, these newfound freedoms, uh, getting out on campus and, and being away from mom and dad and all those kind of things, uh, they needed to understand then that uh, with those freedoms came responsibility and this discipline that they uh, would take or undertake through the leader and me would create freedom for them. So uh, we were searching for a model, some way to meet that, and then be able to measure it. And so uh, the Leader in Me hit all the points we were searching for.
1: So certainly uh, a school that chooses to be involved in the Leader in Me program, and they're growing, the the number of schools is growing across the country. So so these stories are becoming um, more and more normal as we, as we uh, interact with different schools around the, around the country here. So why is the Leader in Me program important to you, Brad?
2: Um, well, I think for us, I think all of us as educational leaders, we have a, a moral and legal responsibility uh, to ensure that all our students are prepared to be successful and effective when they graduate from our school districts. And we weren't meeting that need, and we needed to do a much better job ensuring our students and staff understood that they were responsible for their own learning. And with that, then the leader and me provided us the resources to help teach our students and give them a common sense model to set goals, to track progress, and achieve success. Uh, the other thing that's really important to us it is student driven. Provides us with common language K-12 versus having a hodgepodge of different programs at different levels with different teachers and different things. Further, it provides our students experiential learning opportunities. And students are now able to lead uh, student parent-teacher conferences. They go through their specific data, uh, goals, how they're reaching their goals. And then we provide our teachers with a clear expectation and yeah, like many things, we can expect a lot, but until it actually becomes agreement, then it's not going to happen. We expect it to happen, and it won't until we come to some sense of an agreement. So we came to an agreement that the leader and me must be intentionally taught, and then uh, we provide them the resources to complete that agreement. So uh, the other thing is then, much like everybody, we needed to show or prove that the model is working. And so the KSD success and effective rate Uh, We've risen that by 30% since 2013 and almost 70% of our graduates are being successful or effective. So uh, our student success is not proven by a one-time snapshot test score, but rather in real tangible evidence of student achievement.
0: So what are some of those tangible evidence um, factors of student achievement? Are you doing sort of post-graduation surveys or is it more of career work along the way?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Lynn. And and yes, we, through the State Department of Ed, they use information from the National Clearinghouse, and then they provide that information for us to be able to track it. The only concern that we have at this point right now is the Clearinghouse isn't able to track uh, military, which we had about uh, 20% of our students enroll military as well upon graduation. Um, so they weren't included in those type of uh, figures which we for us is uh, indicator a clear indicator of success and effectiveness so um, that is all like I said supplied through the Kansas State Department of Ed
0: that makes sense so um, for our for our listeners who maybe don't know much about leader and me mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about the student-led conferences that you um, sort of referenced
2: sure um, It is, a, a, and I know we'll discuss it a little more uh, in the the rest of the uh, interview here, but uh, it's a sense of a paradigm shift. Uh, As teachers, we get involved because we love kids, right? And we want to be able to get in there and teach, leave me alone, let me do my stuff. I love the kids. I want to do that. And so this is some sense of a release of that. Uh, by the teachers to allow the students to be responsible for their own learning and their own destinies. And we're there to help facilitate that learning. So to continue that with student-led parent-teacher conferences, um, we found that we get a much better buy-in from parents. The teachers don't have to say the things that are difficult. Uh, The students say them. Um, You know, if you say about this particular, why didn't you do well on this? The student is able to say, well, I didn't do it or whatever it may be or whatever the true honesty is. And we found that out. And through those student-led parent-teacher conferences, then they can sit down and go through and here are my goals. Uh, I've got a notebook. I show that I'm at 60 percent on my reading score, state assessment. I want to get to 80 percent. Well, how do you do that? Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how I'm going to track it on a week to week basis. Here's who is involved. And then once I reach that goal, I will readjust that goal and move forward and track again. And so um, those type of things are really powerful. And I think people are like, well, how young can you start this? And we found that even at the elementary level that our students are taking real ownership in that. And it is something that means something to them. It's vitally important to them. And once they take that ownership, then instead of us fighting each other, sometimes with parents and students and teachers, we're all working on the same page and being together. So mm-hmm. that's been a really good thing for us.
0: So Leader and Me is really focused on Cubby's principles of the seven habits um, of highly effective people or teens or children, and even you know, building on that and adding to that now. If you were choosing a habit a favorite habit, or if maybe you want to highlight a habit that you think either you've had the most successful success with, with learners in your building, or you feel is most important, which, which habit might that be?
2: Well, hopefully it's a positive one. (laughs) And uh, the positive habit would be that, uh, you know, and, and I think just starting with the end in mind. um, And um, once we understand that uh, and understand what the ultimate end goal is, then you can start using the other needed habits to reach that end goal. So once I begin that, okay, I understand the fact that I'm starting with the end in mind, I wanna do this. Well, I'm then be proactive, but first things first, start moving through the process. And again, it's just common sense things. Uh, and the importance of that is that we then emphasize that through this model, Uh, And the discipline that involves in doing that, then you can have a newfound freedom because I don't have to worry about something. It's already taken care of. I'm in control and I'm being responsible for my own destiny. And again, to me, educationally, that's what we're all about, to help our students be responsible for their destinies so that as they move forward, they can be successful.
1: All right. So a little bit about Leader in Me, a little bit about Leader in Me in your school district and, and how you personally connect to it and the things that you value about it as a, as a school leader, as a recognized school leader. So uh-huh. Brad, before we finish the, the podcast here, we always ask our guests a series of what we call rapid response questions. So are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> All right. So who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about the Leader in Me model?
2: Uh, I would tell the listeners to uh, just search online for Franklin Covey's The Leader in Me at leaderinme.org. There's lots of usable information there. There's contact information for the uh, Leader in Me reps. And uh, if at all possible, and I know that right now it's uh, not easily able to do so, but I'd encourage you to investigate uh, Leader in Me by attending a symposium or visiting a Leader in Me school just to actually see what's going on.
1: All right. Second question. If you were recommending one book to our listeners, what would it be?
2: Well, beyond uh, what I believe the, the ultimate book of truth, biblical, uh, it would be Stephen Covey's The Leader in Me. That book uh, provides examples and information relating how to teach leadership school uh, skills in schools. And it's specific. It gives examples that, it helps people get a clear understanding of what it is about and how it actually works in the schools.
1: All right. And our last question. So as a, as an adult learner, what online site resource or person do you continue to learn from regularly?
2: That That's a great question. I, I've got a, a one way 50 minute commute to, to work out here in the Flint Hills of Kansas, which by the way, are beautiful. Um, And it gives me an opportunity to pray and to also listen to podcasts. And and my uh, podcast lists are focused on leadership. Uh, John O'Leary's Live Inspired. Uh, There's a former Navy SEAL. If you just uh, Google Jocko Podcast, uh, Jocko uh, gives a lot of great information about leadership. And, for example, when people, when he's going through asking questions and why people are doing so and they disagree with him, he likes that. He wants that. He uh, welcomes that. Versus uh, the attitude, the general attitude of, well, uh, let me try to get you to change your mind. He listens to that and moves it forward. It's a it's a great way of thinking, and and he's got very specific uh, opportunities when he's had to do it in combat and some other things. And Cannon uh, Solans, and then locally here we have a tons of Catholic podcast with our with our priests, which are pretty cool guys that have a lot of great leadership school skills.
1: All right. Thank you. We'll put those uh, resources that Brad shared in the show notes. So our listeners can check those out.
0: So Brad, last question from us. What's next for you? Is there anything that you're working on that you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: Yeah, I, uh, that's a great question. And, and we're like almost all schools and school administrators are getting through the uh, COVID scenarios And we've got a November bond issue coming up and an election for that. So uh, we're very excited about that and that opportunity. And then uh, just our motto this year has been personal responsibility, allowing everybody to be responsible for their own destinies. So we want to continue with that and, uh, and help students and staff really truly be responsible for their own destinies.
0: All right, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brad. We appreciate the time to hear about your work and the work of uh, the teachers and learners and leaders in your, in your district.
2: Thank you very much, Lynn, Randy, really appreciated the opportunity. And uh, it is a great program and hopefully uh, people would be able to take a look at it and see that it has a real common sense approach into uh, helping students, staff and communities be successful.
0: Thanks so much. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how might you build leadership skills in your learners and school community members? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode five. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Brad.
1: Bye-bye.